I want you to just worship the Lord because His word is settled in heaven. Don't just stop like that. Worship the Lord. Magnify His holy name. And I thank God for that song because it's just driving home the point that I'm going to share this evening. Your word is settled in heaven. Thank you, Almighty Father. The word of the government may not settle in heaven. The word of your husband, the word of your wife may not have, may not settle. It may not even, you may not even understand what he's saying. But the word of the Lord is settled in heaven. The word of the doctors do not, is, do, may not settle. But the word of the Lord is settled in heaven. Thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you adoration. Worship the Lord, my brother. Worship the Lord, my sister. The word of the Lord is settled. The word of the witches and wizards over your life does not matter. Who said it in and it come to pass when the Lord has not ordained it? The word of the Lord is settled in heaven over your life, over your situation, over your condition, over whatsoever you may be going through. The word of the Lord is settled. Thank you, Father. His word of healing, His word of deliverance, His words of breakthrough. His word of prosperity. His word is settled in heaven. Other things may not settle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Other words may not settle, but not his word. His, in his word is yea and amen. Thank you, Father Lord. Because your word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless God for the spirit of the Lord that is in the house because the Lord ministered to me to share with us this evening before we pray about the authority of believers through the word. The authority of the believers through his word. And when she picked the last song that ushered me in talking about the power of the word that the word of the Lord is settled in heaven it doesn't matter who spoke anything into your life it doesn't matter what the doctor said it doesn't matter what the society are saying it doesn't matter what your in-laws said it doesn't matter what anybody said it doesn't matter what your boss said it doesn't matter what your co-workers said it doesn't even matter what your father said or your mother said those things may not settle in your life doesn't need to settle in your life and should not settle in your life. But the word of the Lord is settled first in heaven and is going to be established here on earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe your word. I trust your word. Thank you, Father. Over the lives of everyone here, let your word settle, O God. Let your word, Almighty Father, overrule every other ruling. Every other ruling, O God. Every other ruling, oh God. It doesn't matter who ruled against them. It doesn't what the word that was spoken against anybody here. But your word is set out in heaven. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. For your word is settled in heaven. Amen. Oh, Father, we thank you. Breathe upon your word and bless us together. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please, you may be seated.
greetings to you all in the name of Jesus Christ. And this evening, just like I said, we'll be sharing the word of the Lord together. The next um, 30 minutes thereabout before we pray. And I want us to open our Bible to Isaiah chapter number 58. I want to thank God for the grace he's given to you and I to wait upon him. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But I see the Lord renewing your strength in every area in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, they that wait upon the Lord. He said in his word, he said, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And in Isaiah 58, I read from verse number 6. Isaiah 58.6. The scripture says, It's not this the first that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every year. Here the word of the Lord is making us to understand the purpose of fasting. The purpose of waiting upon God. And here he's giving us four of the reasons why we fast and why what he wants to accomplish in our lives when we do that. Say, so is this not the father I've chosen? And number one, to lose the bands of wickedness. Because there are some people and there are some forces and powers that are just there, out there, to do nothing but to make sure that you are stopped on your way to progress. God appeared unto Paul the Apostle and he told him, he said, Paul, Thou must preach at Rome. And you're going to speak before Caesar. The, that night the Lord appeared unto him. The angel already appeared unto him and told him, you are moving you to the next level. You've been around Jerusalem all your life. You've been in Israel all your life. Now heaven have decided to take you to the next level. You've been ministering now in Rome. And you're going to speak to Caesar. That was a big one. But the Bible said that same night, at daybreak, some people banded themselves together and said, we will never eat nor drink until we have killed Paul. What's their own problem? God was sending somebody to another land to be a blessing. And just overnight, now, when God spoke to him, it was in the dream. How did they get to know that this man was on his way to his next level? And so they banded themselves together. Such wickedness is at the, the, the people the Lord is talking about here. That the reason why you fast is to make sure you stop them before they stop you. It's to lose the bands of wickedness. The Bible says, and they were 40 
that banded themselves together, about 40. And they said they will never eat nor drink until we have killed him. If God had not intervened, Paul would have been a dead man. And I see God intervening in your lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Because what they are, what they are fighting against is the next level. And you wonder why is it that you're struggling to break through to that next level. You saw it in the dream. You, many people have told you. Maybe prophecy had even told you that you're going to be great. But where is the greatness? Because there are some people, wherever they may be, they have gathered themselves together and they've called it. And they said, we will not allow him. Everyone that have vowed that you will not get there. The God of all eternal power will consume them in his anger. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says to lose the bands of wickedness. And the Bible says the wickedness of the wicked must come to an end. The wickedness of the wicked shall come to an end. And not only that, to undo everybody. That is to say there are people going about with all kinds of burden. Financial burden. Health-wise. Family issues. Burden all over. And God says, when you seek my face, what I'm going to do, number one, I'm going to break the bands of wickedness. Those that want to say you won't go to where I ordained you to get to in life. To undo heavy burdens that you, you smile, you can't even laugh. And each time you laugh, you yourself know that this is not laughter. You were just make, you're just making up these things so that people will, at least when they are smiling, you smile with them. When they are laughing, you smile with them. But you know that you were not laughing. And immediately you just make that show of laughter. Oh, how are you? How are you? How are you? Well, fine. And immediately you turn your, your this thing, come back. And then you go back into depression. And you wonder, when will it be well with me? I speak unto you today that the heavy burden in your life, the Lord is taking it away. Because the Bible says, the burden shall be taken off your shoulder and the yoke broken from your necks. Hallelujah. He said, and the burden shall be lifted. And the yoke shall be broken. And look at the next one. He said, and to let the oppressed go free. That's the reason why we wait on the Lord. To let the oppressed go free. To let the oppressed go free. And I don't know in any area where you've been oppressed of the devil. The Bible said the reason why we wait upon the Lord, why we trust, why we call upon the Lord, is to let the oppressed go free. I don't know what kind of oppression you're going through. And you've gone through this oppression that you have entered into depression. And you wonder when will I even ever come out? Everybody see greatness in you, but you yourself, you know that something is wrong somewhere. And you wonder, oh Lord, why am I going through all this storm? The Bible says, the reason why you're calling upon me, number three is to, what? That the oppressed go free. That your breasts go free. That is to say, nobody has the power to keep you there once you seek his face. Because he's letting you go free in the name of Jesus Christ. The children of Israel were in the land of Egypt and they were in bondage for many years. But that came a time when the Lord says, no, it is time. You see, no matter what we are going through, there is always an expiry date. The Bible says, and when, the, when 70 years were accomplished in Babylon, I will visit you. Others may not remember, but I will remember and visit you. When 70 years be accomplished in Babylon, I, God, will visit you. I will visit you. And somebody is going to be visited by the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. 
it was in the same Babylon that those guys were, and they said, look, people were teaching them, making jest of them. Oh, now sing your lost song. Now sing now. And he said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and here we wept when we remember Zion. I don't know the good old days you remember and you shed tears. You remember when things were better with you? When things in the earlier days of your coming here, in the earlier days of your of, 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 of whatsoever, uh, you how you were rejoicing, happy. But and when he said, when we remember Zion, he said, But how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And presently, you know that the land you find yourself is absolutely strange. What you're going through now is absolutely strange because this sudden lack of money is strange. This sudden lack of good health is strange. The thing just came boom on your life and you've been struggling with it all this while, battling with it all this while. And, and, and they say, oh, can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? But there is a God. When he shows up, everything goes, everything just hands up. When he shows up, everything has up. And that is the reason why you and I, we are encouraged to seek his face. So they that seek me early shall find me. Even in that scripture, he said, because I know the thought that I think towards you, the thought of peace and not of evil, to give you unexpected end. And the next verse says, then thou shalt go to pray. Which means, what I want to do for you, I will get it done, but you must pray. Ask me. Lest you also accuse me like Adam did, that, well, you gave me what I didn't ask from you, and then I find myself in this mess. So he wouldn't do that again. You must ask. And that is the reason why, you know, the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt, and the initial plan of the Lord was nothing but that they would be there for how many years? You know the story better than myself. 400. But they eventually spent 430. Why? You know, when at times we expect God to show up when he said he will show up without us saying something, most of the time we may elongate the season of our pain. We may elongate the season of our pain. And it's so clear. God didn't forget. He told them it will be 400 years. And we all knew that he said so. But it's been 430 something years. About 430 years. They were in that land. But he said, I have seen your affliction all this while. He said, now your cry has come unto me. The moment you're no longer ready to contain the nonsense, God is going to help you because what you don't fight, God will not start the battle. Whatever you don't fight, God will not fight it. Are you listening to me? And that is why the scripture says, in that, in that, he said, I, I will visit you. Even those people, he said they will visit at 70. He didn't visit them. There was no sign that they were visited. It was when Daniel said, and I understand by the books that we're not supposed to be here. I understand by the reading of the books that we are not supposed to be here up to this time. And I don't know what you're going through and you, you've been there all this while. And by the reading of the books, by the understanding of what God told you, you should not be in this situation and this condition again at this present time. And the Bible now told them, he said, no, when you now pray, I know the thought I think towards you, the thought of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He said, then ye shall go and pray. Then you will call upon me and I will answer you. I will now return you to where I, I planned to take you. And that is why, brethren, we are here. And the last one he says, and that you break every yoke. 
and that you break every yoke. I don't know what yoke it is that the devil has placed upon you. That yoke must break. And what does the yoke do? Yoke stops people from moving forward. Yoke stops people from advancing. Let me give you this example. Sometimes ago, I traveled to my mother's village many years ago, though. And when I got there, I saw this goat, you know, and uh, this. Then I saw that they put something like an empty can, like empty can of uh, bonfita or milo or something like that. They punch it, put holes, and then put a kind of rope and tie it across the head, the neck of that goat. So, the, the, the mouth of the goat is being covered with that thing. Now, the goat was permitted to breathe and to see. The goat had the liberty to move anywhere. And I asked my mom, why would they do this? He said, yes, so that they would stop that goat from eating. That they allowed the goat to enter anywhere. The issue of open door is not the problem now. The doors are opened. But you can enter the open door, see the good things in this place, in that place, but he only sees with his eyes, his mouth cannot touch it. And there are so many people going about with that kind of yoke. The yoke of his only eyes, you will, stick, you will used to see it, but your mouth will not touch it. Such people will give, they, they, have, they don't have problem entering big, big places. But they only have problem taking anything good out of the big place. Oh, yes, they have titles without entitlement. Titles without entitlement. They would they say, oh, they are this, they are that, the general director, manager, this, that, doctor, professor. And didn't I tell you when, when, when I was running my PhD program when I couldn't doctor ordinary, ordinary mama inside soup? I had first degree, I had second degree, and I was running my PhD, yet I couldn't doctor anything. People on the streets in the city were calling me Dr. Steve, Dr. Adewale, Dr. This, Dr. That. And there was nothing that looked doctor around me. Nothing. Almost everything around me was not working, including the pressing iron. It wasn't working. For nine months, for nine months, for the electricity board to cut my light, and I couldn't pay. I don't know how to translate or to, to what's it called now, to convert this one. 1,900. 1,900 naira. That should be something way less than $10. Or maybe thereabout. And in nine months, I couldn't pay. Yet with those titles. And you want to tell me that was normal? No, that couldn't have been God. <laughs> I wouldn't have been God. And that's why the Bible says, until the yoke is broken, you're going nowhere. They put it there. The dog will see it. I mean, sorry, the goat will see it. And you know what? They don't even beat that goat anymore. Because they know they've, and they kept it. They already kept, they already captured the goat. So it will be going everywhere. They won't lock the door. They won't lock the gate. So such goats, doors will be opening. Before they go to embassy, they got the visa. But they won't stop you from going to Germany, from going to Europe, from going to anywhere. But they know that even if you enter, there is nothing you are coming with. Ah, everyone under the sound of my voice who is carrying that kind of you, I break it in the name of Jesus. Any man, any woman under such yoke today, let that yoke be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and that you break every yoke. Which means, it's not just one type of yoke. I just told you one. 
Can I tell you the second one? The second yoke is that type that they put on the neck of, let's say, a goat too. And most of the time, to prevent the goat from entering into uh, a garden. You have a garden, and then it's a fenced garden with whatsoever it is. But they now put the yoke, not at the mouth now. This one is like a, a, a triangle kind of wood. They knock it on the neck of the goat. So that the goat can go closer and its mouth can enter into the barbed wire. But because that thing is ready on the neck, it will just be struggling, struggling to enter. Those people, they don't get visa even when they have everything. And that one is a yoke of no entry. <laughs> no entry. It's a yoke of no entry. It doesn't matter how they try. It's just a bah, 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 and then it will go to this other side. So it doesn't matter where they try. No entry. He said, but some people just went there and just one time they got it. Yes, they got it one time, but they didn't have that thing. If you have it on your neck, the problem with the first one is that the person had access. He can walk in IT. Let him go walk out of the IT. Nothing. He can say, oh, you know what? <laughs> I was in social place. I was in, when I, I spent two years in London. I left London. I went to Japan. I left Japan. I went to like, California, from California to Italy. And when he's coming back, all he has is just one God forsaking bag at his back. At his back. And he said, where are you? And the only thing he came to that village with was nothing but a phone language. I'm going to go. I'm going to come. I'm going to this. Is, is that what your mother wants to eat in the village? That is the only thing he came with from America, from Europe, from all this London. 13 years outside of the country, he came back with one bag at the back and then still where Tapolin joined. It's true. And I entered Muritala Mohammed Airport. He thought it's like Atlanta Airport where everywhere is cold. Everywhere is chilling. Then they answer, and they, then there the heat welcomed him. Welcome back home. And he said, bro, remove this thing. He said, I didn't wear anything on there. Now go back to the village. They say, oh, uncle, you are welcome. He said, ah, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. When will he come back? And the mother was saying, this again, I don't understand. Though. <laughs> Tell me the truth. Where did they happen? Because they have put that yoke on him. He can see good things. He can see nice things. He can even smell nice things. It will be so close for him to get it. But something just does not allow him. Prevents him from getting it. As from today, every curse or covenant that keeps you out of where you truly belong, let that curse break in the name of Jesus Christ. And what I'm telling you has nothing to do with title. It has nothing to do. Listen to me. It doesn't even have anything to do with anointing. It doesn't have anything to do with anointing. You can be so much, so anointed. When I was telling you, I was anointed. If nobody mentioned that, well, I knew I was. By the reason of signs and wonders. And somebody walked up to me one day. If I even went to pray with him. Himself and the wife. He said, Pastor, I said, yes. He said, we thank God for your life. And the testimonies we're hearing here and there. And what God has been doing. He said, but uh, I'm sorry, sir. In your life, we are not seeing anything. I said, yeah. 
directly. It wasn't backbiting. Direct bite. He was looking at me and he was doing it. Not backbiting. It wasn't gossip. He told me myself. He said, in your life, we are not seeing anything. I said, hey. And that was when I got home. You know, that day, I, I, really, I really had cold feet. I just was wondering what was wrong with me. That was before you came into my life. I was wondering what was wrong with me. I was wondering what was the problem. I, and then I was still going to University of, uh, what's it called? Ibadan. Continuing my pro program. And then I was ministering to people. I went to his house very early in the morning. Around 7 a.m. To pray with him. And that was what he used to give me tea. Instead of saying, take tea, just give me that one. Even if they give you tea after that one, will you be able to drink? So I just, I just left the place and I got home. My wife said, what's wrong with you? I said, nothing. He said, but you are gentle. I said, yeah, nothing. Leave me alone. In the evening, some people came to our house. And you know when you are poor, the set of people that will be around you too will be poor people. So all of them came. Nobody, we, we are not different. We are not different. And so, and one of them said that we don't even understand why our children, their children eat like this in school. And that uh, once they send, give them food to take to school, and they will finish it, teacher will call them that your daughter had finished your, her food, your son had finished his food, and uh, my wife, if we knew, would have kept quiet. Because David was just about four or five then. He sat down there. And we sat there. Oh, I don't know. That my wife now said, ah, thank God. He said, David doesn't ask for more food. Because David didn't like food. The boy right there. He said, I like food. Oh. I like food. I like food. And the mother said, you like food. How come that when we give you food to take to school? You return the food. Uh, is, that, is that food? Is that one food? Huh? He said, is that food? What happened? He said, when my mate, we come to school, they will bring spaghetti. They will bring egg and tea. They will bring this. They will bring chocolate. They will. He said, me, I go to school with useless beans. He said, that is why I bring it back for you. No. If I was not being yoked, if, if something was not wrong with me, with those titles, you think I shouldn't have been able to take of just one child? Listen to me. Except the yoke is broken, the person is going nowhere. I'm going to touch it a little bit tomorrow so that we can pray. Because there is a scripture, God was talking, he said, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to do this. And you know what the song we used to sing, or we do sing, that says, uh, uh, bless um, you know, blessed, our blessing is coming and things like that. It's in the book of Ezekiel 34. But you know, I said, I'll bless you. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do that. He said, I will do this when I have broken the bands of your yoke. Which means all the promises I gave, in them I hear and amen. But if those yokes are still there, I'm afraid. Ezekiel 34. We're going to do it tomorrow. But today, we just have short time to talk and to pray. And we're going to talk to God. That almighty God, qualify me for this next level. There is the next level you sing. You know that you are done where you are. You are tired of this status quo. And you want to move to the next level. But there is a God that is able to overrule every objection of the enemy. Is the, 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 the judge. Is the almighty and the ultimate judge of 
universe. When he says a thing, who can say no to it? When he says yes, who can say no? He's the one that opens the door and no one can close. It doesn't matter even if they don't like your face. It doesn't matter. God had ruled, and the Bible says, there is a God that ruled in the affairs of men. Nebuchadnezzar said so, when he saw winning, winning. When he saw wonders, when he saw something, he said, hey, he said, there is a God who rules in the affairs. Either internal affairs or external affairs, God still rules. Local affairs, international affairs, God still rules. And that is why I'm trusting him to rule in your favor tonight. I'm trusting him to rule in your favor tonight. This is a courtroom of the almighty God. The accusers have accused you long enough. And by that is raised so many accusations. But the Bible says we have a, a, an advocate with the father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know why he put the righteous? Because the devil may be pointing at your unrighteousness. He may, put in, he may be pointing at your unrighteousness, saying you, 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 you blow it yesterday. But the one that is standing for you qualified you for the next grace, for the next level. He said, Jesus Christ, the what? The righteous. Hey, he could have said Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But he said the righteous when it comes to the issue of advocacy. Because your advocates must be up to date, must be, must be all right. And the only reason why Jesus can overrule every other thing is immediately Jesus stands up now. There is no accusation that has the right to stand. Because he, 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 he got it for us. He got everything. That's why he's sitting at the right hand of the Most High. You see, when somebody, when, when you're doing something and the person, your right hand person comes. Oh my God. Even on earth here. You're in an office and you just did something wrong and you know your boss will be cross with you. You know your boss will fight you. If you go straight to your boss, he might, he might, he might, he might not welcome you. What you do? You go to the right hand man. In that, he says, excuse me, I did this and I know boss will not be. He said, don't worry, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. You don't need to even go to that boss. That guy will go and say, you know what? That guy's just been a small boy. This and this and that. If you don't know what it means, I do. An advocate with the father. I was in the college sometimes ago, and I blew it, blew it big time. In the college, I was a Christian preaching, but I blew it. And the, the, the accusation, the pain I was going through was more than me even going to God. I didn't know what to do. I knew what I did was wrong. I was wondering, how am I going to get out of this? People know me. Who do I go and tell that this is what happened? And somehow, somehow, I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw a white boss, white boss standing, packed, and three people, like Moses, Beard, and all of that, they stood there and did like this. And I was coming, dejected, frustrated. I was approaching them. And the first one by this side started talking what I did and everything. And I had no chance. And when I knew I, had, I couldn't even have uh, was it defended myself. I can't even say anything because everything that guy was saying was correct. And I was like to sink right there. And the person in the middle said, you know, when he was at his best, he gave us his best. When he was at his best, he gave us his best. Each time I remember, I know Jesus loves. I know the guy here, I don't know who he was, but I guess it's the Holy Spirit convicting me. But I know the one in the middle who spoke on my behalf because then it was tough. If I told, if I, my pastors, they disciplined me, they did everything, and they told the members of the church not to relate with me. 
And I was their pastor, the head in the whole university. I had about 500 people. And because something happened, all of them turned against me. I, when I walked in the, in the college, University of Benin, it was like I should die. It was like something should happen. But that night, I was just sleeping. And, that, and, and, and the man, first man, who said all the things. I, I didn't want to say he accused me, but at least he said all the things that I did. And most of the time, accusers knew what you did, and he wasn't wrong about it. That's why they brought you to the law court. But there is this man in the middle, and there was that man in the middle, and will always be there, who says, when he was at his best, he gave us his best. And the third man said, for that reason, we forgive you. And I woke up with tears in my eyes. And I said, God, I thank you. I knew that must be Jesus. So I did as if his feet was there. I knelt down and I heard the feet of one that pleaded my case. And that's the almighty God, Jesus Christ. You see, there is nothing anybody can talk that would ever shift me away from loving him. Because when I was not lovable, he did. And defended me when everybody rejected me. My brethren, we can just talk to God and say, Father, I, 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 I'm in the courtroom of the Almighty. And it does not matter, Almighty Father, what men say, what I even feel. But I know I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please, brethren, let's talk to God. We have about them. Let's just talk to God. Father, I bless you for this moment and magnify your holy name. Oh, bless the Lord for Jesus Christ. Oh, I just wish we should just appreciate Jesus Christ. I was able to see mine. Maybe you, God may not have revealed anything like that to you, but that is what happened to us all the time. Each time something happened, the accuser will come. Accuser of the brethren is always there, and you felt because of things you've done, you cannot move further again. But there is our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Each time I remember that situation, that occurrence, probably I wouldn't have been in Christ till today. I wouldn't have been in him till today. That was 1990, thereabout. I wouldn't have been in Christ till today. But there is, a, there, is, there is this, our Lord Jesus Christ, the wonderful one, the mighty, the mighty, the, the, the mighty warrior, the, uh, uh, who, who is standing for you, who is standing for me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, Lord. We hide under the canopy of your grace. We hide under the canopy of your mercy. The Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace to me to obtain mercy. Let's come to the throne of grace. Let's come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. That is to say, when you come to that throne, you can obtain mercy. Thank you, Almighty God. I come under the, under the canopy of grace. Almighty Father, because no one is sufficient of these things. Our sufficiency is of God. But I will thank you. Thank you because I can make it, I can succeed because you did for me. Because you died for me, I can live. Your body was broken so that my own might be whole. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Almighty God. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you, O oh Lord. Always standing in for us. When we blew it, it was you. Everybody turned their back on us. But you are the only one standing. That man turned his back. That woman turned his back. Your husband may even turn his back. Your wife may turn her back. Your boss may turn his back. But there is, there is Jesus for you. Who is always standing by you. Standing with you. Standing for you. Some can stand by you, but they are not standing for you. 
Some may stand with you, but they are not standing for you. But Jesus Christ, not only standing for you, by you, is standing with you. He's only standing with you, is standing for you. He comes, in, he comes into play, you know, into the scene when everyone had rejected you. Thank you, Almighty Father. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you honor. We give you adoration because of your love, oh God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this power of redemption. You redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. You redeemed us, Almighty God. Father, we say thank you. We come in the strength of your grace, oh Lord, to, 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 to approach the throne of mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. To break the bands of wickedness. To undo heavy burdens. To let your press go free. And that we break every yoke. To break the bands of wickedness. I decree. In the name of Jesus. That every togetherness of the wicked over your lives. Let the almighty God destroy now. In the name of Jesus. Every network of darkness over your progress. Every network of darkness in any form, in any way. I stand against it right now. And the Bible says, break the bands of wickedness. I break the bands of wickedness concerning your economy, concerning your finances, concerning your health, concerning your home, concerning your businesses. In the name of Jesus. The wicked knows that once you are blessed, the kingdom will be blessed. And because of the kingdom, they decided to stop your own blessing. But I stand in the name of the Lord, standing on the blood of Jesus Christ. Coming against every network of darkness over your life. I break them now in the name of Jesus. Those people banded themselves together under a cut, under an oath. And they said they would never eat nor drink until they have seen the end of Paul. As many as have vowed to see your end while they live. I pray that the Lord will deliver you from their hands and they will put to shame when they see your progress in the name of Jesus. I said they will be put to shame when they see your advancement in the name of Jesus. They may not die because when they die, it will not pain them when you become great. They vow to stop you. But as many as have vowed to stop you in the name of Jesus, I stop them now. I stop them now. Every embargo that is placed over your happenings. They say you will not happen anymore. That you have happened before. No more. Ah, Every embargo over your happenings. Every embargo over your greatness. Every embargo that is placed over your life. That hit after you have gone. That you are not going further. I break that embargo now. I destroy the barrier. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says we break the bands, lose the bands of wickedness. And lift all heavy burden. Every man, every woman that is burdened. Financial burden. Marital burden. Whatever burden it is. Let it be lifted now in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, cast your burden upon me. Say, for my own yoke is easy and my burden is light. Every heavy burden upon your shoulder, upon your neck. 
let it be removed now in the name of Jesus. And he said, the oppressed must go free. Are you under any oppression? Every strange hand doing strange work in your life. I command that hand to wither right now. I command that hand to wither right now. The Bible says, Eros stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. Every error in your life that is stretching forth his hand to vex your life. To frustrate your efforts. Ah, I command that hand to wither in the name of Jesus. That hand that was stretched forth against Peter. Before the end of that chapter, Margot ate it. Margot ate that same hand that was stretched forth against the church. Every strange hand doing strange work in your life. I command that hand rotten in the name of Jesus. Those who torture you in your dreams, they don't allow you to sleep well. They took away your sleep. Even when you take drugs, you find out you can't just sleep. Today, the Bible said, the Lord giveth his beloved sleep. Receive some sleep right now. Receive some sleep right now. Receive some sleep right now. In the name of Jesus. And that we break every yoke. Every form of yoke upon your neck. The yoke of no entry. And the yoke of you only see with your eyes, but you will not partake. I command that you're broken now. I command that you're broken now. I command that you're broken now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Be thou exalted, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everyone says, God bless you.